Welcome to the Scribes Hangout on the Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Here at the Scribes Hangout, we are dedicated to bringing the voice and the heart of the scribes to individuals around the world. This is the hangout spot for book lovers, authors, artists, fans, business owners, and those who desire to be inspired. I am your host, Christian publisher, author, TV, and radio personality, Dr. Deron Shay Zorn, and I would like to welcome you to our broadcast on today. God has a very special guest in the studio, and I am so excited to bring this author to you on today. My God, um, her name is um, Sherbum Joy, and I'm telling you, she have an absolutely powerful book titled After the benediction. You guys do not want to miss this interview as we bring you the heart, amen, and the mind of this scribe on today in the majestic name of Jesus. Welcome to the Scribes Hangout, Ms. Shereba. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure um, to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very excited to be on with you this, this afternoon. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys know we can't start. We're going to get started in a moment, but you know we got to go to the throne of grace. And I also want you to remember to go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platforms so that those that you know can get in on this powerful conversation that God is getting ready to lease in the Scribes Hangout. You don't want to miss this. Neither do you want those who you are connected with to miss what this release is going to do in their lives personally and spiritually as well. My God, in the name of Jesus, glory to God, let us go to the throne of grace. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for this moment, this time, this opportunity. And we thank you, Lord, for hanging out with us at the Scribes Hangout. We thank you, Father, that as we decrease, you increase. That, oh God, that you fill this place and that you give us the words that is necessary, oh God, for the listeners so that they, oh God, would hear what you're saying in this hour so that they'll be stroke broken free from the strongholds of the enemy so that they, oh God, can propel into greater heights and depths within their destiny in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you, oh Lord, for the words that's going to be released, that it's going to bring healing, that it's going to bring deliverance, that it is somebody's breakthrough, oh Father, in the majestic name of Jesus, because you are amazing, you are worthy, and we thank you, God, for that in which you're going to do in this broadcast for the lives of your children around the world throughout the nations. It is an honor and a privilege, oh God, for us to serve you in this day. So we give you glory, we give you praise, my God, and it is in the majestic name of Jesus that we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. Oh my God, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Um, dynamic people of God, we are in the studio with none other than the amazing, a wonderful, anointed, and appointed author for such a time as this, 
Arthur Sherburn Joy, dynamic woman of God. I, I want you to introduce um, to the Schwab's Hangout family um, yourself uh, on this on this day. Oh, hello, everybody. My name is Sherubim Joy Allen. Um, I am a resident of New Jersey. I am a preacher. I'm a mom. I'm a sister. Um, I'm an aunt. Um, I work full-time, and I'm an author. So um, in a nutshell, that's who I am, just a normal, ordinary sister in Christ that just loves to do what God has placed in her heart to do and to do it with all of her heart. Amen, amen, and amen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I know that's right. Just she said she's just about her father's business. Amen. Yes. Um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. So, dynamic woman of God, we're just gonna go ahead and dive into this interview right here. Um, I want to know uh, first of all, where did your passion for writing come from? Well, I mean, I used to write short stories when I was young, um, just something that I did because I had a very creative imagination, never considering that one day um, I could actually publish a book. Um, but as I enter into adulthood, um, my first book that I wrote is a nonfiction book for Christian single women called Life Won't Wait. And that book was actually just birthed out of my um, frustration at the time, um, having been raised in church, not really leaving the church. Um, I didn't marry till later on in life. And during my single season, I honestly, I just got to a place of frustration and just not understanding God, why have I not gotten married? And kind of feeling a little bit left out, you know, feeling as if God had forgotten about me, the church had forgotten about me. So I wrote that book as encouragement to single women. Um, from there, I really started to realize that I enjoyed writing. For me, writing is a release. It's almost therapeutic. Uh, but anything that I write, there's always a ministry aspect to it. I always try to bring the reader back to the Word of God, bring the reader back to um, some introspection um, to see where they are in life versus where, need, where they need to be in accordance to the Word of God. So it, my first writing project really was birthed out of frustration, but from there, honestly, I just started to develop a love for it, and then I started to see that there is a ministry in writing. Um, you know, ministry has many different forms. A lot of times when we think about ministry, the first thing that comes to mind is preaching from a pulpit, but there's just so many ways that you can use the gift that God has given you. So each time I write, I feel like my skill um, becomes sharper. Um, I've started to associate with those that write, so I'm learning. And the more that I do it, the more I love it. So it's becoming something that's just not, um, you know, something that I enjoy doing, but it's becoming a tool for ministry for me. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that, that ministry is beyond the pulpit. Yes. Amen. Um, and, and that's encouragement to somebody right there. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, yes. your, your your place of gifting may not mm -hmm. be behind the pulpit, but there's mm -hmm. other areas that God could use you in the marketplace, in your career, my God, um, that you can do the work of the Lord and spread the message of our Lord and Savior, um, Jesus Christ. There is room for you. And there's room for you. Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. So I absolutely like that. I even like when she said, look, um, so she cultivates her gift. And in the cultivation mm -hmm. of her gift, that it allows her gift to mature. Right. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to use that right there as, a, as the scribe tip for today. The scribe tip for today is to cultivate, cultivate your gift. 
cultivate your gift so that it can mature. What you don't cultivate cannot mature. And so you have to start somewhere. And if you start right where you are, when you look back, you'll begin to see how God just matured you in the process. But you got to put your hand to it, amen, so that it can grow in your life, my God, in the name of Jesus, glory to God. Then back over here to this interview, amen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, glory to God. So, a woman of God, you have yeah. this your book that that is out titled After the Benediction. I want yeah. to know, how did you come up with that title? <laughs> okay, so the way that that title was birthed, um, it really was birthed out of my concern of, some things that I had been seeing frequently um, on social media, really regarding um, ministers of the gospel, some that I know personally, some that are on the mainstream circuit that had fallen into some scandalous acts. And it was a concern for me, and I just really began to just pray and ask God, I'm like, what is going on? Because it seemed like it was happening so frequently. You know, so the thought came to me after the benediction, what really goes on. But what I like to share with people, the book is not written to exploit in any way, shape, or form, or to magnify sin. That's not the purpose of the book. The purpose of the book is for people to understand that when we hear things, and it's not always about those that are in the limelight, but even as our, in our everyday walk with Christ, if we find ourselves or we find a sister or a brother in Christ and They've gotten caught up in some things that go against the laws of God. We need to understand that that just didn't happen overnight. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, because sometimes when we hear these things, everyone is so shocked, like, oh, my God, how could he do that? How could she do that? They're supposed to be a man of God. They're supposed to be a woman of God. But I think that we forget that they are flesh. Um, and as my old bishop used to say, flesh is flesh. It doesn't matter whose bones it's on. And if you don't keep that flesh under subjection, so those things that you did for God to elevate you are the things that you have to continue to do to stay in that right place and that right standing with God. So, you know, my heart was a little broken when I was seeing some of these things and reading some of these news reports. I'm like, well, God, what happened? And, you know, God just let me know that this didn't happen overnight. This was a process. Sin is a process. I just don't believe when you have developed a relationship with Jesus Christ that you just wake up one day and say, I'm just going to sin today. I don't want to live for the Lord anymore. It's a process. It starts with little things. And a little thing could be, um, you know, you went from praying consistently um, every day to now you only have time to do it every other day. When you stop doing those things that help you to grow, you give room to the enemy to come in. When you begin to get too busy, um, even doing good, a lot of these men of God, a lot of these women of God, and like I said, it's not always main, mainstream. You know, it could be the brother or sister sitting next to you. It could be us. When we really begin to look at it and be honest with ourselves, um, the Bible talks about in the book of Revelations how we've lost our first love. And sometimes we could lose our first love and don't even realize it. Um, and then we look back and say, my God, how did I get to where I am? And um, Jesus said in the book of Revelations that you've got to return to your first work. So when we get away from those things, those foundational um, principles that 
helped us get to where God elevated us to, we have to realize we have to maintain it. So the reason that I wrote the book, that's how um, the title of the book was birthed, which is out of my concern, like, God, what is going on after the benediction? Um, Because I just realized, even as being a minister, as being a preacher myself, sometimes we can take our anointing for granted as if we just got it like that, you know, and we're not spending that time in the presence of God and our own personal time that we need to because we're so used to, you know, we're so used to when we get up to minister. Um, You know, you can very well get into being a, it can become a habit and it's not really birthed out of that um, experience with God like it was in the beginning and then unfortunately you can fall into a trap and don't even realize it until you're already way um, mixed up in something that could have been avoided if you would have taken the time to cultivate not just your gift but that relationship with Jesus Christ keep it watered you know stay in that place of prayer stay in that place of fasting stay in that place of studying the word of God because we've got to remember what the Bible says that sin is always crouching at the door of our lives. And it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how long you've been ministering, the enemy is always looking for a way to entrap us. So that's how it was birthed. Amen, amen, amen. That, you know what, that's just, you said a mouthful, which is absolutely powerful. You know, um, so many times our relationship with God gets stale. Yes, and we become in a place of of just doing things out of tradition or being a creature of a habit, mm-hmm. and the fire is no longer there, and so mm-hmm. it it is, and just even unknowingly, you find yourself you can find yourself in a place where um that that you are living a life that is against the word of God. You can find yourself right. in a place where you're sinning. And and I love the fact that you mentioned, hey, sometimes you be so busy that you be too busy for God. Right. You're so busy ministering to other people that you're not even taking the time to minister to God. And as ministers, our first priority has to be to minister to God. Because you Amen. really can't be effective if you don't minister Without first it. to him. Yes. You're absolutely right. It always utterly amazes me, you know, when I'm talking to leaders and things of that nature and and prophets and stuff, and they was like, well, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read the sure. word. And I'm like, well, how are you ministering? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm concerned about what you're ministering now. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. What you prophesying, prophet, and what you <laughs> ministering, preacher, I'm concerned. Because uh, exactly. if you don't have time to be before the Father and have an ear to hear what it is that he's saying. So, you know, but you are very busy and preoccupied, you know, mm-hmm. running here, running there, doing this, doing that, you know, or what have you, but you're missing what's vital because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're running off air. You know, there's right. a substance in what you're running off of, and mm-hmm. it and it really, really opens you up for so many other things. And, yes, yes that relationship with with, with, with God, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is, is very, very important. So I, I really appreciate you pointing that out. I want to um, ask about the character um, um, Jancy Joyner. Give yes, us something, some information about the evangelist. Okay, so J.C. Joyner was raised in church. Um, her father was a bishop. Um, her mom died when she was very young. As she grows up in church, her father uh, was very, very hard on her. He was, um, if you understand what I'm saying, old school Pentecostal. If anyone was raised up 
um, there was a lot of restrictions that was placed on us. Um, those restrictions was placed on her because he knew the hand of God was on her life. Um, she begins to grow up, and I don't want to give away the entire plot, but basically, long story short, when she becomes a teenager in her late teens, her father ended up getting caught up in some very um, scandalous behavior that ended up splitting the church, and he ends up leaving. Um, and he leaves the church in her hands, and she's just a young girl. Um, she never was able to get over that to the point that once he left, she pretty much didn't have much to do with him. But all she ever heard her whole life was that the hand of God is on your life. You're called to preach. You have to do this. So she does it. And it's not that she doesn't love God. She does love God, but this is all that she knows. So she grows up, you know, she gets married, she has a child, and she's um, very well known. So if you want to equate her to someone that you know, is very well known in the kingdom, um, she would be one of them. So she preaches before thousands weekly. She's very well known. But when the benediction is over, she finds herself really struggling with depression to the point of even suicidal thoughts. Um, she's getting to the place where she's just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and she really is starting to have an internal battle um, because she's going so much, as we just discussed, as we just talked that she really doesn't even have time to invest in her relationship with God. Now, when she was younger, she was filled with the Holy Ghost at a young age. She had a dynamic prayer life. She spent that time. But as more doors opened for her, she didn't have time. Plus, she's a wife now. Plus, she's a mother now. And she really gets to a place where she gets burnt out and she doesn't even understand it. Um, so there's a lot of things that transition in her life, a lot of decisions she has to make. But she's at the point where, she, like I said, she's ready to give up on God and actually walk away from the ministry because she doesn't like what she's seen. And she's feeling like she's giving out and not getting back. Um, long story short, a lot of things, like I said, transit, transition. But I, as I described in the synopsis of the book, she ends up coming in contact with what like, I like to refer to as a spiritual eye, someone that's not intimidated by her position, somebody that's not intimidated or impressed by her title, somebody that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't bother them that she may be well-known and on the the whole circuit, but someone that has such a relationship with God and has such a love for God that they're willing to deal with her in truth based on the scripture and to get her to see where you are in life has nothing to do with what happened to you with your dad. Whatever happened to you, you have to go to a place that you let that go and trust God. And the whole thing in the nutshell is that she has a problem with forgiveness. So she's continuing to preach. She's continuing to minister to other people, but she's not doing what God told her to do. There are some things God gave her instructions to do. And the more she resists doing it, the more the enemy speaks to her mind, the more the enemy is fighting her. And she's at the point where she's just want to give up. And pretty much the, um, I guess the moral of the story would be that we are all responsible at the end of the day of our relationship with Jesus Christ. I used to be a youth minister, and um, I remember talking to young people, and they would say to me, well, Minister Sherry, uh, well, this person did that, and that person did this, so how come this and how come that? And my response to them is always the same. Okay, so when we have to stand before God on Judgment Day, is that the response you're going to give him? Because what did God tell you to do? You know the word. You know what's right. So it's your responsibility. You have no control over what anybody else in your surroundings do. You have to know God for yourself. So um, she ends up, like I said, meeting the spiritual object that deals, how, deals with her. And truth is that you are where you are spiritually. It's nobody's fault but your own. Now, what are you going to do about it? So um, as I wrote the book, you know, um, some of it 
I would definitely say was birthed out of some of my own experiences um, where I had to allow the Holy Ghost to deal with me in truth. Um, a lot of times we talk about how God spoke to us and dealt with us, but we don't always tell people that what he dealt with us, what he showed us about our heart wasn't pretty. And sometimes we think we're okay and we're not. Um, and we're doing, and we're doing, and we're doing, and we think God is pleased, but he's like, that's not what I told you to do. You're still operating in disobedience. You're doing everything but what I told you to do. Um, so that basically is kind of what she's struggling with, what she's dealing with, not wanting to let go of what God told her to let go of. Um, and we don't even understand that when we obey God and let it go, that's when the release comes. Um, so I like again. I don't want to give away the whole plot and all the details um, and everything that transpires, but that's kind of um, you know her story in a nutshell. And she has to make a decision by the end of the book. What is she going to do? What is she going to believe? Is she going to follow her flesh, or is she going to yield to the spirit of God? Amen. 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 Um, just absolutely powerful. And this is why I just know that your, your book is so timely for the people of God, um, especially just like you said, when we look at um, news lines and where's all type of scandals that's taking place um, with with leaders, whether they're household name or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that is not known. Um, mm-hmm. But however, and then we, we also see that um, pastors are committing suicide. Yes and things of that nature, you know, where um, individuals, they're coming to, like, the end of their rope, and hopelessness yes. is there, and, and yep. it settle in, and and they desire to give up, and where many have walked away, and others have just, um, and others have taken their their lives due to mm-hmm. um, what things that's going on on the inside of them, and the need of having someone um, you know, that spiritual eye in what you say, um, who look beyond the title. Yes. Who yes. who look beyond, you know, everything yes. and, and positions and things of that nature and speak to the heart. Yes. Of of an individual in spite of even with the calculated risk, even yes. willing to risk the the relationship or the friendship or whatever, why? Because the soul is what's yes. more important. Yeah. Is what's more important. And so um, it's just it's absolutely powerful. It, it is something that really, really um, need to be in the ears um, of, of, of hearers, need to be before the eyes of readers so mm-hmm. that um, they can see how uh, what's taking place in this young lady's life but mm-hmm. that speaks volumes to the church right now. Right. And um, oh even God. as the author, yeah, even as the author of the book, I have to say, as I was writing the book, I was feeling convicted. The Holy Ghost convicted me um, because for so many years, um, I blame other people. And, you know, when you really have that um, confrontation, so you speak with the truth, <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard to, to, to fight with the truth. And it was like the Holy Ghost just let me know, no, this is your fault. This, this, you can't blame anybody else for where you are. You have access to me. You have to make the choice to, to um, take the privilege of having access to me. You know, and God really had to work on me, and I just had to let some things go that happened. You know, none of us have a perfect life. We've all had things happen to us that, um, you know, we didn't appreciate. But 
that should not deter us when we know the word and we believe the word from our relationship with God. If anything, we should allow it to push us closer to him and to really understand that we cannot put our faith and our confidence in man, but it has to be in God. And a lot of times that's where the disappointment comes is because we elevate people, we put our faith and our trust in him, and the Bible says, no, 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 no. It's better to trust God than to trust princes. It's better to trust God than to put your confidence in man. So it definitely, I definitely had to do some repentance when I was writing the book. Oh, my. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I've had the opportunity to to read um, this, this, this great work here. And when I say it's a great work, it is a great work. Um, dynamic people of God. Now, I, I want to, you, you mentioned, I'm going to refer to this scripture because you, you refer to this particular scripture. I mean, your text, I mean, your, your book. And I, I believe it's very, very vital. It's, it's something that's very, very vital um, for God's people and, and, and some conversation that needs to take place as well. Amen. Um, you, you, you deal with um, uh, one of the, the, my favorite scriptures that I like in, in the Word, and you deal with um, 1 Corinthians um, 9, mm-hmm. chapter 9. And when you talked about, and I'm going to just read 1 Corinthians 9, 26, 27, because you refer to this as you're talking, um, as the spiritual eye is talking mm-hmm. to, to Janice, as Janice is having um, this conversation. My God, when I say, y'all got to get it, she was talking to Mother Beasley, and it, it wasn't no joke. It, it was going down in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you refer to this description, First Corinthians nine twenty six to twenty seven. Therefore, I run this, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself yes. should become a castaway. And you just to kind of quote you in this text, you know, mm-hmm. Mother Beasley is is talking to um, Chancy, and she says this. So, so then, what are you saying, darling? Because my <laughs> interpretation is that you you have been preaching this gospel, and in the process, you have allowed yourself to become a castaway. Wow, Jesus. Let's talk about that right there. Um, and it don't have so much to be about Amen Word of God, you know, like really delving in the book, but um, that part right there where many are, are preaching the gospel but have allowed themselves to become a castaway. And, and I definitely mm-hmm. love how you explain it in, in the book, um, mm-hmm. even when Jancy was trying to um, give her rebuttal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Wow. Um, what was? I'm sorry. What was your question? Yeah, I want to just talk about for a moment, or just let get people get in their mindset. You know, when 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 the word talks about being a castaway, 
Now, mm-hmm. what does that what does that look like? What does that mean? Because we do have people have a perception of what the cast castaways look like, and it's a whole lot deeper. You know, we're mm-hmm. always looking at the outward. We never consider the inward when we're mm-hmm. looking at that word castaway. So let's have a conversation about that. Okay. Well, I think the best way for me to answer. The, the question is with the scripture. So when I was growing up, you know, and I've been in church my whole life, one of the scriptures that always perplexed me was when Jesus said that in the last day that many should say, Lord, Lord, um, you know, they may have cast out demons in his name, done this in his name, but I'm going to say depart from you. I knew you not by worker of iniquity. That always just perplexed me until God really opened up my mind about it, and I really began to understand so a lot of times, you know, we do things out of religion and not out of relationship. We do Amen. things out of, of right. We do things out of ritual. So for me, a castaway is, you know, I'm doing these things and I'm doing them in the name of the Lord. I'm doing them in Jesus' name, but my heart has turned away from God. I'm doing it because my mama told me I have to. I have to do this. I've been in church my whole life, and this is what it takes. This is what I'm supposed to do, but I don't even believe it. Um, I don't even, I'm not even in right fellowship with God. I'm not even in right fellowship with Christ. And I think that that's where a lot of people in church, um, in my opinion, where we can become a castaway, where, you know, we don't even realize that we've become religious and we've, we've lost relationship. And when I was growing up in the church, we, relationship with Christ was pushed a lot. You don't really hear that much if you really think about it, really getting the understanding of what the difference is. Um, we have a lot of religious people. I have a lot of religious people that I work with, but I know that they're not living anywhere near, um, you know, how the scripture teaches us we ought to live. But that's the practice. That's the ritual that makes the flesh feel as if, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting to God. But we have to understand that it has to be about what God says and what God requires. So a castaway can be the person that appears to be the most anointed, but at the end of the day, if you or we are not doing what God told us to do, it doesn't mean that he receives our, um, our service. So back to the scripture that I originally said about, you know, in that last day, the understanding that God gave me, the devil is going to respond to the name of Jesus. So if I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus and, you know, there's some spiritual warfare that has to take place and I'm there, I can cast out a spirit in the name of Jesus because it's the name of Jesus that has the power. It's not necessarily me. Am I, making, I hope I'm making sense. So if something needed to be done at that time, you happen to be there, God could allow you um, to go ahead and minister in his name. But at the end of the day, if your heart is still not right, that's what makes us a castaway. I mean, some of the stories that I've heard, you know, that, you know, you see these ministers and it just seems like they're such an amazing move of God. And then you hear about the stuff that they do outside of the pulpit. I'm like, well, Lord. And I just believe that God, first of all, when there's a need, um, a spiritual need, God is not going to allow us to be hungry um, because somebody is not right standing. If that person is willing to stand and share the gospel, he'll, he'll allow the world to flow through you. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, You have to be sure that you have done what he told you to do in every aspect of your life, Um, not yielding just one one, um, place, but yielding everything. So a castaway can be any of us. It could be the person that we think, you know, is the most anointed and closest to God, but we really don't know what goes on in their relationship after it's all said and done. We only see the outward um, display, but we don't know what's going on on the inside. 
Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, the the word tells us, he said, look, sacrifices and, and offerings, burnt yeah. offerings and sin offerings, and you do not desire, nor were you pleased with them. Amen. Right. Glory to God. Though they were offered in accordance with the law, the word tells us, look, in, in sacrifice and offerings, you do not desire. My yeah. God. But my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and sins offerings you do not require. What do he Jesus. require? He desire obedience. It's a That's sacrifice. And obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better and than then, sacrifice. And, and, um, and many a t- go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. And many a times, amen, you know, we do these, uh, we have these practices. Um, yes. That and we and we're sacrificial. Okay, I'm, I'm being sacrificial unto the Lord, Amen. And and these practices, you know, God is just not acceptable unto the Lord because you're in a routine of things, but you're being absolutely disobedient to His yes. word, to His will, and to His way, Amen. Yes. Um, word mm-hmm. of God. When you're doubting God, when you're not trusting God, when when you when God ask you to do something and you refuse to do it when you uh, won't forgive when amen uh, uh, forgive those who had have wronged you when amen word of God when um you just refuse amen um to love unconditionally the way God has written it amen word of God thank you Jesus when fear when you are moving and operating in places of fear that's being disobedient unto God Amen. Um, glory to God. And, and 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 what we do is just unacceptable, right? Un, unto the yeah. Lord, we can't serve our way to heaven. Nope. You know, and my brother, when I, when we were teenagers, um, we used to, you know, we were minister during our youth service, and I'll never forget it. You talking about over twenty, twenty five years ago? My brother preached a message. I don't remember the name of the message, but this is the example that he gave of, of disobedience. It's just like if your parent tells you, "I want you to go clean the basement," and you you go and you clean, you clean the attic, you clean the porch, you 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 mop the floor, you do every you clean every room in the house but the basement. When your mama get home and your daddy get home, you're still going to be in trouble because that's not what they told you to do. They told you to clean the basement. And I think that that's how our attitude sometimes mm-hmm. is in, in the house of God. Well, Lord, I'm not going to do that because I'm not comfortable. That's out of my comfort zone. And I'm sorry, I don't like her, so I'm not going to minister to her. But I'm going to minister to everybody else around me. Guess what? You still didn't do the will of God. You did some stuff, but you didn't do the will of God. Right. And I Amen. You know, that's absolutely good. That's absolutely powerful. And we do that all the time, people of God. Yes. You know, God don't call us and told us to do things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and we're comfortable in our space and our place and like, no God, I ain't gonna start that business. No, mm-hmm. no God, I ain't gonna go mm-hmm. speak to such and such. No, I'm I'm not gonna do that because that's not a that's not a comfortable place for me. That's not a mm-hmm. place I'm familiar with. Or you saying, you know what, I don't have time for that. I got all this other stuff um that I have to do and things of that nature. We have to learn how to uh, move things out of our plate and out of our way to move and operate in the will of God, or yeah. we are allowing rejection 
right? Rejection yes. because we've been abandoned in our youth or our mother wasn't there, our father wasn't there, or mm-hmm. we was in a relationship and, you know, and there was a promise that was made, but the promises was broken and, you know, divorce mm-hmm. might have had taken place or you was in an illegal relationship doing illegal things anyway, things that mm-hmm. wasn't under the ordinance of God mm-hmm. and, and that, and it just didn't work out too well and you got rejected um, as right. well and so it have caused you and barricaded you to be in a place of, of stagnation and paralyzed with fear from being mm-hmm. able to move in what it is that God is calling you and, and, and telling you to do in your life because you don't want to feel rejected and you're holding on to the mm-hmm. anger, the pain, the bitterness, the resentment yeah. From that mm-hmm. moment in time of, of the rejections that you have acquired in life. And you're right. treating God, you start treating God like man. Yep. yep. My Jesus, help us um, in, in, in this place. My God, God wants our um, obedience, um, people of God. And the obedience of, of God, it, it supersedes our our desire. It, it, it supersedes what we think it supersedes what other people think about us as well um dynamic people of god we have to get in um in the in right standing to be in right standing with god is just clearly being obedient to the word of the lord you know he yeah. even tells us if that he said if there's an out in your heart he said, you come yeah. to the altar to bring your gift if there's an out in your heart Leave mm-hmm. the gift at the altar. Go get it go right. Get and then yep. come back. You go get yep. that thing in line. And then you come back and give your gift. That's how important it is. Amen. Um, uh, unto the Lord, people of God. And, and, I, and you know, this to me, I'm always, I'll be like, Lord, Sunday after Sunday, <laughs> you know, they're giving gifts and stuff that you ain't mm-hmm. even receiving. My God. We, we come and sacrifice <laughs> and all this stuff, and he he ain't even receiving because of what's in our heart. Yeah, what's in our yes. heart, and we're being so disobedient unto the Lord. The other thing you uh, talked about how you know we serve, serve, serve in a disobedient state. The gift yes. is without repentance. Exactly. So we, exactly. We can operate because mm-hmm. so you're going to be able to operate in your gift. Yep. Because he won't take them back. Right. But just yeah, like, you know, right. uh, Apostle Paul, he said, look, I have to discipline my body. Yes. And bring myself into subjection. Subjection. Yes. My God. Yes. So that after I preach to others, I will not become a castaway or I will not be disqualified. My God. He, I mean, my that, even that word right there is powerful. Disqual- disqualified? God, after all this, you're going to disqualify me? When you really think about it that way, oh, my God. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. I've been through too much to be disqualified. Let me get myself together. Mm-hmm. That right there. That right yes. there should be more than enough. I've been through too much. I've been rejected, busted, <laughs> and accepted. Amen. I've yeah. lost a whole lot of things. I almost mm-hmm. lost my mind. I've been in too much pain. I've been mm-hmm. in too much anguish. I've been disappointed too much. Amen. I'm going to God uh, 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 to, to come to this <laughs> point and be and lose it all. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to make it in. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to get in. Um, hallelujah. And, and we just got to let stuff go dynamic people of God, my God, to, to, to get in, 
Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So that, uh, amen, that, that we may we may hear the words, you know, oh, good and faithful servant, come on in. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. My God. Oh, my God. This is definitely an amazing interview, dynamic people of God. What we're going to do, we're going to take just a, a quick break. Amen. Um, in the name of Jesus, word of God. Um, and after the break, we'll be right back. Go ahead and share this broadcast on your social media platforms so that those that you know can get engaged in this absolutely powerful conversation so that they can be healed, they can be set free, so that, amen, whatever it is that's going on internally with them, within themselves, that they can find themselves in a place where, my God, that God can um, can really begin to use them as they let go and let God in their life, amen, in Jesus' name. We'll be amen. right back at the Scribes Hang Out. Amen.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. The word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, you will know and understand that he will not fail. Amen. Amen. In the majestic name of Jesus, he will not fail you. My God, my God, in the majestic name of Jesus, glory to God. Many of us are in states and conditions, in the state and conditions that we are because we haven't understood that God will not fail. We haven't really come into the realization that there's nothing impossible for God, no matter what you're facing, he has a solution, and he has the victory for you in your life. My God, in the majestic name of Jesus, we want to welcome you back to the Scribes Hangout. My God, well, we're delivering the voice and the heart of the scribe around the world throughout the nations. My God, in the name of Jesus, at this time, we have an amazing anointed, appointed woman of God in the studio with us, none other than Cherubim Joy. Amen. I'm um, this powerful author right here. Yes, I am your host. Amen. Um, Deron Shay Zorn, and I'm so excited to have you on the Scribe Hangout with us on today. I'm going to start right here, um, woman of God, and um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word of the Lord says, uh, you know, run to your heart and, and not your garment. And so I was reading out of your book. You, you wrote this particular um, passage or these two um, paragraphs right here. You said, drench with sweat, I preach on the and anointed with charisma, passion, and authority. I hear the Lord say, many of you have suffered some losses in this season. You're experiencing some setbacks and failures. But the gains in the next season shall outweigh your losses in the last one. High five your neighbor and tell them your next season is now. I prophesy. And I'm bringing that out because, amen, um, this woman of God is, as you said, a, a, a mighty preacher. Right mm-hmm. uh, of 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 the gospel of truth, and mm-hmm. she's going from location to location, just doing the work of the Lord, and and my God, and and speaking into others' life, and I, I wanted to just grab that for a moment because mm-hmm. and, and speak to the listeners. Listen, you know, um, God is beyond an emotional high. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, it's more than an emotional high. We have so many people that leave the church after um, after a service, mm-hmm. and after the service, reality hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, reality hit, you know, whether you are a leader in, in the church or just, you know, someone just, just sitting on the pew, um, when we really haven't surrendered our lives unto the Lord, amen, um, glory to God, and, and we're doing things out of tradition, and we get in these emotional highs, and as soon as um, the, the we're, we leave out of the church, reality sits in, and then we're faced 
Amen. Suicide is there. Depression um, is 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 there. Um, uncertainties is there. Lack of confidence. Lack of trust um, sits there. Rejection sits there. Um, um, lack of confidence. There's so many other things are there in our lives, and we face those things because many render their garment unto the Lord. And God is just like, you know, render your heart and not your mm-hmm. garment. And God desires our heart. And if we could give that to the Lord, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, my God, we will be set free. So I just want to just have some conversations, just the importance of giving our heart over to the Lord. Um, I think it's, it's vital for survival. Um in order to, the reality is, even though we accept Jesus Christ into our hearts, we're not uh, exempt from trouble. We're not exempt from the attack of the enemy. So if we're dependent on our flesh or if we're dependent on someone else, we're not going to have the strength to be able to fight, as the scripture says, fight the good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life. Um, the passage that you just uh, that you just read from, um, a lot of times I think as ministers of the gospel, you know, um, we don't prepare ourselves. That's something that I've, I've learned and I'm let, yet learning. We don't prepare ourselves from the attack. We don't prepare ourselves for the attack of the enemy after God uses us in a mighty way. And we see that example with um, Elijah when he worked a mighty miracle on Mount Carmel. You know, Carlin literally called down fire from heaven, like literally did that. And then as soon as that, um, you know, he had that success, he hears the threat of Jezebel, and he take off running and go hiding in the God go hiding, you know, in a cave somewhere, going through a season of depression. We have to understand what God uses us, whether he uses us mightily um, to deliver a word, whether it's, um, you know, as a radio host, whether it's um, through intercession and prayer. The enemy is going to fight back. He is going to come after the one that yielded themselves to God to deliver the message because somebody that sat underneath that anointing at that time heard the word of God, um, and somebody got delivered, and somebody got set free from the enemy, so he's going to retaliate. So I think that we don't prepare ourselves for that. So when we render our heart to God and we yield our heart to God, we're, all, we're saying like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. Christ didn't want to have to go through that pain and that agony. His flesh didn't want to deal with it, but he prepared himself because he realized, even though I may not understand the attack and the fight, I know this is what God will have for me to do, and I'm going to have to go through it. So when we get to that place where we trust God, and you had said something um, very interesting, how so many times we go to, you know, we go to church and we experience the move of God, we experience the presence of God, but then, boy, reality really hits. And I think that as, as, as Christians, as children of God, we have to understand the reason we come together. The Bible says we aren't to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We have to come together for strength. That's scripture. We have to come together to hear the word of God. But we've got to know the moment that we leave out the doors, that word is going to be tested. And a lot of times we, just, we get caught up in the, um, the emotions. And we don't realize that we've got to get some roots. We have to hold on to that word. You know, so many times, you know, when the word of the Lord comes, I literally, like, will type it in the note section on my phone because I know the enemy is going to come and try it. So when he comes, Lord, the man of God said this, the woman of God said this, the word of God says this. And that's how I get through because you're going to go through. And I just think that 
you know, sometimes we as, um, as, as Christians, we think, well, just because we said yes to the Lord, that life is going to be easy. And that's not the case. The more you give God yes, the greater the challenges are going to be because the enemy is always going to try to steal that yes back. He did it to Jesus, and the servant is not greater than his master. But because Jesus trusted his father, and that's, I think, what it boils down to for all of us, do we really trust God? Because if we really trust God, we may be crying, you know, and some days may be a little bit easier than other days. So when we can say at the end of the day, as painful as this situation is, as much as I don't appreciate it, even as much as I don't agree with God, I trust him. Because we, we're not going to always agree with God's decisions. Uh, we ask God for things that he may not answer the way we want him to answer or how we expect it, but when we trust his will, that's where the yielding of your heart comes in, is that I can trust him regardless and in spite of. And I think one of the best examples of that is Job. I mean, how many of us have survived that, that through everything? And when you look at that, he had his moments of doubting. He had his moments, but at the end of the day, he trusted God. And because he did, God rewarded him for that. So it's vital. Submitting our heart to God, it's vital for our survival. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. For trusting the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding and always acknowledge him. And he shall direct our path. My God, his thoughts and his ways are so much higher than ours. And I'm so glad. I'm one of those people. I appreciate that God's thoughts and his ways are so much higher than mine, my God, because if it had not been for his thought and his way, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, hallelujah, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today, my God, in the majestic name of Jesus. There is so much more to say. We have definitely been having a powerful conversation here at the Scribes Hangout. At this time, uh, woman of God, I want you to um, give the listeners um, your information so they'll know how to contact you and also where can they find your book, what's coming next for you um, as well, and, and, you know, where can they find you, Dynamic Woman of God? Sure. Um, Well, I do have a website. You can um, log on at any time. My website is www.soar, as an eagle, S-O-A-R, with W-I-T-H, Sherry, S-H-E-R-I, dot com. So that's www.soarwithsherry.com. You can also find me on social media, um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just type in my full name, which is the name that's on my, you know, my pen name that's on my book, Cherubim Joy. Um, I have a, you know, Facebook readers group. Likewise, I have a Facebook office page, so you can follow me there. Um, my books can be purchased at Amazon, www.amazon.com. They can be purchased directly from my website. Um, they are also available on iBooks. If you are um, an iBook reader, you can download copies of my books on iBooks as well. Um, as far as what's coming up, I do have a new Christian novel that will be out within a few weeks, actually, um, that's entitled Mimog, Pretty Little Black Girls. Um, a quick synopsis of the book, it's about um, sisters and cousins that was raised by their praying grandmother, but they go, um, you know, they kind of stray away from the truth. She passes away, but they have an annual memorial. Um, and basically, it talks about and deals with whether or not these children um, are going to come back to Christ. Will the, grandmother's, um, will the grandmother's prayers prevail even though she's no longer with them? So it's um, very proud of the book, um, and it's 
quite different from after the benediction, but it really just deals with the power of intercession and the power of prayer. Um, and then I, you can just kind of check on my uh, check on my Facebook page as well as on my website for author appearances. I do have a few coming up in the New Jersey area and online. That's it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, bless you, dynamic one, woman of God. We do want to thank you so much um, for hanging out with us on the Scribes Hangout. My God, it has been an absolutely amazing interview. My God. Thank you so God. much for having me. Yes, absolutely. Um, Scribes Hangout family, this has been such a powerful interview with none other than the amazing, anointed, appointed preacher of the gospel, amen, and author, my God, Sherbrum Joy, my God, her book, her book that we've been discussing um, after the benediction. It is just absolutely amazing. I've had the opportunity um, to read it, amen, from the beginning to the end. It will keep you captivated. I'm telling you, dynamic people of God, my God, um, we have been really, really, really just exposing the voice and the heart of this author on the Scribes Hangout. And so we want to thank each and every last one of you for hanging out with us. And we look forward to you joining us next week. If you have enjoyed this broadcast, we would like for you to subscribe to our broadcast at kingdominfluencersbroadcast.com slash scribes hangout. You can also hang out with us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at scribes hangout. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, my God, at the scribes hangout, you may just discuss the scribe within you. We look forward to meeting you next week in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory. Yeah.